Hey everybody, welcome back to a wrap up for real this time episode of This is Gonna Hurt, a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. That's a wrap! Woo! Yeah. Let's go. We just recorded it. our last episode, our last epilogue episode. There's no secret season five or anything. Nope. Uh, that's it. That we're done. Uh, the story's been told. Consider and, this uh, your end credits scene. This oh. is it. This is the after the credits. So we're here to answer some questions. Uh, we got some on the social medias, and then I wanted to let these guys ask me any questions, and then we could just sort of like uh, nostalgia all over the place. Yeah. It's going to get sticky. So I got some questions here. Uh, we got some from Twitter, uh, some from our Patreons. Thank pa- you. Patrons thank you, Patrons. Who have been just awesome yes. for all this time. I uh, thank you. Helped us keep this going. Please stop insane. giving now. Yes. Once this is done, <laughs> there's nothing stop new it. happening. Like I know some of you have been like, "Well, keep donating, keep this up for the people." Don't. It's fine. We have enough. <laughs> we, We're good. We can we can keep it up, we for, keep it up for a while, a couple of years, yeah. and still be there. And you don't have yeah. to keep yeah. giving. We've got a couple questions from Jordan first. Um, hey. hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Sup, bruh? So his his first question here is: Was Junta being punished for some uh, for something? Because he was connected to that tree. Was there like a punishment? Because he wasn't allowed to be in that episode. <laughs> oh. Did Jeremy do something? Junta was 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 connected to that tree. By plot. Purely as a plot device. There was no ulterior motive. Jeremy did not do anything bad. We Junta just needed did not Lord do Thamar anything bad. For an episode. Yep. Just needed to help Lord Thamar and did not didn't want uh Someone who can do 700 points of healing to be there. So that's true. Um, but luckily, I was legitimately able to... trying to kill Lorthamar in that episode. Also, his brother. So. And who ruined it? Korath ruined it. Yeah. Good. Horn of Valhal. I mean, oh, no, you actually good. ruined it because you, you wanted You gave him yeah. the item. Yeah. No, I mean, listen. Uh, yeah. I'm just that's, kidding. That's, that's good. That's that creative that, thinking, like, man. That was, that, was very, that was a very fun moment because I was just like, it's like, Lorthamar's brother was like, I need to stay behind. I'm like, like uh, hell, you do. It's like all of us are on the table and our heads like, uh, yeah, he's going to die if he stays here, right? Yeah. It's like, nah, I was nah, just like, nah, uh, I'm just going to give him, I'm just going to send he's in, I'm going to send in 20 reinforcements yeah. right now. All <laughs> of my dead answers. So. That was creative thinking. So, um, Next question. Uh, do the characters or players have any regrets besides the big ones? I put in parentheses, what are the big ones? Because I didn't know. <laughs> I have big regrets? That's actually a question I have because... Something I've sort of, and I'm with, I've been trying to use the epilogues to sort of play at them is like, uh, you know, I, I I've accused myself of being a little railroady, and this I mean this is my first time like DMing like a full thing. So in my head I'm like I have this story, and so it was a little railroady, um, which I think helps honestly in podcast form when it's not like a critical role yeah. where it's just like very it can be very sandboxy because you're playing four hours a week right in a game where it's like we have. A half an hour, 45 minutes coming out every week. It had to be a little more streamlined. But all that to say, what was the question? The big regrets. The big regrets. So for me, it was like, you know, I wasn't trying to railroad necessarily, but sometimes I did feel like you guys didn't like appreciate that there are consequences to the things you were doing. I'm not going to lie. Me, Owen, forgot that Toko was with you in the desert. Right. But when I went back and listened to it, I realized like, Nobody noticed that like Toko was with you and that you just like he's not with you anymore. Right. Yeah. So so like when I, Marissa and I were talking about it, it was like no, there has to be a consequence of that, and that's where him like getting his yeah. mouth wired shut and like wanting to kill you came in because like you and that's why I put Poco in the last episode because in all the epilogues, I'm oh that's what I was gonna say. 
I was trying to be more sandboxy with the epilogues, being like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Like, what do you do? Yeah. And no one was like, we go check on Toko. Right. I feel like we had you a know? moment and each so, episode. We were like, we should do that. And then we didn't yeah, do it. Yeah. And so I, like, I'm like, if you don't tell me that it's like a thing you're doing, yeah. it can't be one of those things where you're like, oh, I just thought we like did that maybe. It's yeah. like, well, no, you didn't say you did, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, that's why I was trying to use the epilogues to sort of like. To, to your point, there were certain things that we would forget about. Because we weren't playing necessarily on a regular basis. Uh-huh. Like we tried to play like once a month, but like there were times when that just wasn't possible. Especially this last year. Yeah. Well, no, this last year was a whole other thing. But mm. I think same thing. And then we've had discussions about this where because we're not playing every week, like Critical Role is we it had to, like this the story had to move forward. Right. So we couldn't do as much character development and, and yeah. interaction with the world. It's also so why the like consequences didn't mean that much to us. Cause it was like, mm-hmm. who cares? Cause we're, we know we're still doing this. It's big like mission. a lament of mine that like, I don't know. We really didn't get into like Windar's backstory. Yeah. Like that's sort of like in the last episode, like mm-hmm. you going back to choir is, is like a thing that like we really should have covered, but it was like with only a certain number of seasons, certain number of episodes. Yeah. It was really hard to do. That's why I, I used Lorthamar's epilogue to sort of wrap up his thing. Mm-hmm. Cause it mattered. Like he left the party. To go, yeah, you know, look for his brother, basically. So I was like, "This is important for right. Lorthamar to wrap up." You know, I, I felt like Windar could at the like was was hit or miss with like could just kind of make peace with like, "Well, I'm a different person now. Oh, I don't know if I am gonna go." Yeah. So it wasn't as important for me to like force it mm-hmm. to for him to go to Quar, but worked out in the end, though. What about you guys? Um, I have something from like the player side of things. So the character stuff, I think we've talked about enough. Um, but I would just say. If you're planning on doing a podcast, and this is like nothing against any of the guys at the table because like we've had this conversation, but when you start the podcast, like set expectations with everybody involved. Mm, yeah, um, because true. the first year that we were doing it, I think we all had different ideas of like what we wanted to do with this. That's true. So there was a point where like I was burned out, and I was like, guys, I need to like stop editing and, and doing stuff for a little while. Yeah. Um, and then once we kind of figured out and got everybody on the same page, it became a much easier thing to handle. I think we were able to have a little more fun with it. Yeah. But up to that point, it was it almost felt like a job because we weren't. Also, I'll try and figure out what we want. You're thinking to do. about doing a podcast. Don't, don't. <laughs> but also, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's so it's so funny. Like, we started doing the podcast like right when I feel like D and D like live streams on Twitch right. were becoming like, hey, this is going to be the new norm in the world of D and D shows. And I feel like we missed it just by like, like if we had started a year later, we would have been like, we let's not make a podcast. Let's right. let's try to make a stream. Yeah, and there's a lot <clears throat> less work in some ways. I think that goes into. Yeah, but I think there's more front end work. At that like, time, we weren't we weren't like really we didn't really no, have the resources. Sure. Oh yeah, like, no. We were talking about cameras and all this stuff. It's just it, we, we none of us were. I in mean, this started because Steve had audio equipment, and we were yeah. like, we're gonna move to five E. And right. I was like, I I really want to record DM uh, a campaign, and I knew that recording it would mean I wouldn't have to take as good notes because <laughs> I could just listen to it if well, I needed it. Well, and then also like yeah, that that's a big thing, like being able to like record it. And I know some of my players. I know some of my players like. When I first started, like they were like, "Oh, are we gonna record this and release it as a podcast?" I'm like, "What are you kidding? No! <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I already do that for another thing, and I don't have to do any of the work." <laughs> yep. It's also like, like it's so it hit twice? or miss. Like, I don't know, think about the shows that I don't know. I try listening to that, like yeah. I know other people like, and it's just like, oh, I don't like this. Mm. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it's one so, of like the, the ability like to make a successful name, and I just podcast I just feel is like we shouldn't. such a. A hard thing to do. Well, then there's then there's podcasts that I hate that were 
yeah, like, way more successful than we yeah. were too. Like that's a whole other thing, right? And like I, I, I mean, when we, I mean, the reason we started this podcast, to be perfectly honest, I, I think it was for a bunch of us. We were we were listening to Crit Juice. I know Crit Juice was like what got Crit Juice is what got us to think about this. this. Yeah, and like like those guys, those guys, like I, I loved that podcast. I think it ended really weird, and then I think they tried to keep it going. And they tried to transition into the live streaming thing, which I'm glad we didn't attempt to do that. Yeah. Because I one, I don't think we have ca- good camera personality. <laughs> and two, it would have just made a whole element to this. And like, yeah. I, I, I loved those characters from that. And every once in a while, I still put on one of those old episodes from Crit Juice. But yeah. like, and like thinking about like, we've, we've definitely released more content than them. <laughs> for sure. Oh, for sure. I was like, actually, I was thinking about them like yesterday kind of about this question and I was like one of the things I always loved about them was their combat because it was very dynamic like, the characters were like always saying something or they were very like descriptive about like what they were doing or like they were t- taking different actions and stuff like that and I always felt like that was kind of our I don't want to say weak spot yeah. but like in combat we would get into a thing of like yeah I swing two times and I roll or like I do chromatic yeah. orb six turns yeah. in a row and it's like which yeah, those guys I, were actors. Those guys are actors right. first, and, and the then player, and then D, and then D and D players was like their second thing. Like, yeah, we, we are, we, we, none of us are actors. <laughs> I think, I think, um, oh, sorry, the, the, sorry oh. Owen. Um, it's just nine years of musical theater down the drain, I guess. Um, but <laughs> yes. I mean, acting. I think. I mean, to be perfectly honest, because of this podcast, I, I think, like, I could. I, I I like do character yes. acting a little bit. I think this is like enabled me to be a little enabled me to be a little more like self critical is the wrong word word, but I've like realized like there are certain things that I wasn't doing that great, and I think I do them better in like our other campaign now because of things I've learned that I like and don't like. And discovering this and a like, character, yeah. discovering a character, and then just actually like not and and holding to that. Like we had like. I remember at the beginning we were we had this worry from a recording standpoint that Windar and Korath were going to sound too similar, and they sound really similar. But their characters, mm-hmm. they're like you don't confuse one for the other because me and Craig have very different voices. But then on top of that, the characters are just they're both silly. Like I, I feel like you like in any kind of action thing, there's always the two comic reliefs, mm-hmm. and I feel. Windar and Korath have always kind of s- stood in that position, mainly because they're the only two characters that have always been present. That's true. Yeah, yeah. you're the only only consistent members. We're the those. only ones who've never played a second character, unless anybody has like anything else. Big regrets, like oh, regrets. Um, I had a I had my a own, hook. my own acting choices. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hook in my backstory. Um, of this like. When Korath was, um, maybe, maybe like, I don't know, uh, maybe in an Instagram thing, I released like my whole, my whole backstory, my previous backstory, maybe that's something we look into. (laughs) But, um, one of the defining moments in Korath's pre podcast thing was he, he was always like that. He always was this person who just like rushed into battle and he didn't like think about the people behind or like the, the healers. And, uh, one of his other, one of the other people that was training with the brotherhood at the time with, with him, this woman, this, this, uh, female, uh, paladin, uh, Safira, I think her name Mm was, um, she healed him. Like he was, he was dead. He was dead. And, and she healed him. And then he 
then as soon as he got up, he rushed back into battle and she died. And um, it was like one of his, like his personal item when you roll for your character stuff was the broken hilt of a sword and the, and it was her sword. And like, it was kind of like there to be like, he was supposed to bring it back to her family. And I never, we never did that. And cause I kind of didn't really think of how it would fit in the story. And that's, and that's okay too. That's okay to like, I don't know. You can retcon, not retcon, but like, I don't know. Realize it could have happened at some point, but we never talked about it. Yeah. Because I, I, it didn't in the grand scheme of things, like That's, especially once we got into into like the final stages, it's like it didn't seem it's like oh yeah, you return a broken sword. The sort of like I don't want to say a regret that I have, but something that just looking back on it, I realized I really like what we we've made. I I, I do, um, but like as far as looking and like being uh, reflective on it, something that I feel like we lacked that other shows certain other shows do really well is that characters build like one-on-one relationships with each other. And I feel like the four of you were always sort of just a group. And part of that I think is there being four people. I think you need like five, six, seven people like in like a critical role because there's no order to create subgroups within the two people that stay up to keep watch. Cause with four people, Everybody takes one shift of watch and that's it. But when you have those, you know, when you have those moments where those two characters stay up to take watch, they can talk about like, like, oh my God, you kissed her, you know, and like, oh my God, like, like, like what, like, how do you feel about that? Or like, oh my God, that's your backstory, you know? And we, we lost the opportunity to do that because the party is smaller. You yeah. also had no pre-existing relationships going in. Like that's something, which, that's uh, something. Yeah. I think like, like, like having a, having a Vexali or a Vex pre, pre-existing. Jeremy, sorry, I, I stepped on your toes. No, it's all good. So I, I think, I mean, this kind of goes into my regret too, but I think um, the biggest thing that I, I, I've just learned a lot from doing this podcast, whether it's just playing, being a, being a good D&D player slash person around the table, you know? Like I think in the beginning, for me, it was about making a character that could perform well in specific instances, just be all around, just good at everything. Mm-hmm. But I think that takes away from, you know, different situations that could arise, you know, role-playing moments or um, allowing other players around the table to have those times. I mean, uh, so, but I've been able to do that in other games and really feel good about it, you know, instead of being like this guy who wants to have the main role, just like being a supporting cast and being okay with that. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I think my biggest regret would be like, would probably be that is like being so focused on making a a good character, like mechanically, and I I, I think and that that's for me was the benefit of bringing a second character in, uh, with Junta is like I kind of got the restart, mm-hmm. like I got to take take upon myself more of a supportive role, uh, not necessarily want to being the focus, you know, being not being as charismatic because I just want to like chime in once in a while maybe. Um, but so, yeah, I think, I think I got to kind of fix it, but I know I connected with Junta. It's so funny that like when you, it's only until like after you see a group, sometimes in hindsight, you can realize like a character that would have made more sense. I played in another game where I made a character to join and I was coming in late to the game and in like 20 seconds and I was like, Oh, this was the wrong character to bring in with these particular characters. And so, so, you know, I feel like, like, I don't know, Junta had flaws 
that were all cute and endearing, but like, but they were still flaws nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, which is also something that like, I don't know, I've learned partly in watching other shows, but also realizing like how boring success is mm-hmm. and that yeah. it's so much more uh, there. Are, but there are some people I played like games with that are so focused on like they have this item that's going to protect them against this. And they have this item that's going to protect them against this. And they're so well guarded on every front and every time it's like we go in the room, it's like, okay, I do this, 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 because they're so concerned about making sure that nothing possible goes wrong. I'm like, it's the most boring game. It, it can become the most boring game in the world. It's when the characters just like, screw it. And they just run in and they say, and they, they, they just kick down the door and they say, we're here, deal with it. And then like, and you have to deal with the consequences of it. Sometimes that's the most fun, especially when it starts yeah. to go wrong. And so like, I feel like, like Junta for me was like a character who, I don't want to say that he could laugh at himself, but like, like Lorthamar was so serious yeah. that I don't want to say that he was boring because that's not fair. But like Junta had like a quality to him that I feel like you learned to put into him because of having played Lorthamar, if that makes any sense. Owen regrets calling season three the season of guests around the house and then not inviting his wife on the podcast. Do we have any guests? No. And then making her make a character. You did have a guest. His name was James. He, he played he was on the Rainier. Okay, but he came into the real podcast. And he played Kurt Rainier? Played. Oh, Cliffhander. Cliffhander. Thank you. Cliffhander. He had a wild boar and he was on the main podcast. Edwin! <laughs> do, you wanna, do you wanna tell the audience about the character you would have played? That was the, the launch. Yeah. This is the yeah, first time my wife is appearing on the show. No, it's not. I impersonated Jeremy once. Um so maybe check your the background in a couple Maybe of check your own wiki. Um <laughs> <laughs> What? You have a wiki? <laughs> Technically it exists. Is there I, content no, there? Was, no. I was gonna play a Wood Elf Druid. She was going to be awesome. Don't remember her name. (laughs) (laughs) Sword. Next question. Yeah. Next question. Uh, I think these are two for Owen, and they should be pretty quick ones. Okay. Um, Are there plans to do epilogues with other sploochers like Cliff? Mm, No. All right. Um, Well, let me, I just like to elaborate, you know, and that even became a thing for like, even like Perfidulo. Yeah. But, you know, even even in doing the epilogues, I, I don't want to say that I regretted doing the epilogues, but there is this thing, and you know, as I'm I was trying to figure out like how is this last epilogue going to sort of wrap up, I realize there is sort of a, a beauty to just cutting off a character storyline and you, the audience, don't get to know sort of where they're going and what yeah. they're doing, because now there's there's a, still a living character that exists in the world and is doing stuff, and you guess what? You don't get to know right. what they're up to. And that's sort of the beauty of it, is like you don't get to see every moment of Harry's life after this sort of, it's like a little boring when like Frodo leaves middle earth and it's like, cool. And I guess he's just, that's the end. It's, it's very punctuated. It's very done. And it's like a little more interesting, like to think of them as real characters. If you sort of just don't get to see anymore. And it's just like, yeah, they're up to things and we don't totally know what they are. So, um, no, there's no plans to do anything with cliff. That was a failed experiment, and we're just we're not going to give we're it any more time it. than um, uh, than it's worth. So the next question was: Do you intend to continue the show with a new campaign? Which I think we've already kind of addressed. Yeah, no, I don't. It's not I don't happen. I don't foresee that. Yeah. I will admit there is this little there's this little desire in my heart that like ten years from now, when I own a basement <laughs> that I can put up like a permanent like live streaming studio, I could like build something and like do a live show with because then we'll be old and like where we live is where we're gonna like no one's yeah. moving and and yeah. changing lives it's like whoever lives nearby that's they're gonna live there probably for a little while and and do something and i'm not saying that to get anybody like hyped because 
not that many of you still listen, but <laughs> I will admit that there's like this, I really like the format. I like having a show. I like, I'm a teacher. I love that like, I don't know, my kids can be like, you a podcast? And they listen to it and like, wow, dude, that sucks. <laughs> uh, but I like that. I like that for that one kid in, in 30 who goes like, oh, wow, like, yeah, it's, it's like rough around the edges, but like, it's cool hearing you do something other than teach. Right. It, like, it, it I like, I like having an art thing that I get to work on and produce that actually is seen by people and it's not just, you know, a game just made for me and the people around the table. I, I like that. I The performer in me, the, the actor in me, the guy who like dreams about like, leaving his teaching behind and like being a, a voice actor or something like likes producing something that, that comes out that people can actually yeah. hear. Um, and but even but at our no. low numbers <laughs> and even at our low numbers, like how many people listen now? Like 200, like 200. when we, when we, we, we released, I remember talking with my parents recently and they're like, Oh, so it's, it's going to be done. And I was like, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be done. It's just like, it's like how many people even listen to this thing? Like, do, do you have like, 20 or 30 people listen to it every time. I'm like, Oh no. Like I think at our best, we were like getting like, like 300, 400 people. Oh, more than that. <laughs> at, our, at our best, we had a, yeah. a stretch of time. Where we were getting like a thousand downloads a week, which was nice. That's right. Wild. And That's... then, and then there were some breaks because of like, we just couldn't keep up with the content and like our lives. Yeah. Were, and however crazy. pessimistic we can be on ourselves about yeah. the product, like to think that like there are a thousand people worldwide from like all who would world. tune in every week to hear us play an imagination game is wild. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like who, like, I don't know anybody else. I don't know any no. really, truly, like, successful, like, actor people. Right. Like, I don't know anybody else that has a, has a show that a thousand people worldwide would tune in and listen every single week. That's, not a, that's like a real thing. That's not, that's not nothing, you yeah, know? For sure. Even um, if they would just download it and listen to five minutes of it. Thank you. <laughs> my coworker, um, like, listened to us. I think she just My coworker does, too. Oh, like, um, my, yeah. she, was, she was so upset that, like, it was over. And I was like, sorry. A couple of my yeah. players, a couple of my players, I think, listened to it. So, you know, but, but, no, but no, no, the answer, the answer is no, there yeah. are no plans. Um, and if, cool. and if it comes about, it will not be called, this is going to hurt you, and if, will not necessarily involve these five people. If you have nothing fall, against anybody sitting at this table, it just won't, yeah. it'll depend on who lives, whatever. I'm, I'm continuing to give you hope. No, there's no, <laughs> there's no plans for campaign two. The, the only hope those people but it can would have, have my wife. The, if, if if the only hope those those people can have to like get more content from us would be if you follow any of us on Instagram and we're still active on those things, which some of us are, some of us aren't. I'm not. I'm barely. I'm, I'm barely am at this point. I delete it like every other week, so it might happen permanent soon. Um, um, but don't follow me. So, uh, <laughs> robot eats ramen on Twitter. Nice. Uh, asked if we are going to stick with five E or try a different system. Mm. Star Wars, please. Uh, I I personally am not looking to learn a new system. I like 5e. I don't have the time in my schedule for multiple games. Mm. So I'm not going to learn a new system just to try a new game. I've I've heard good things about other systems. I just don't care. This is the thing I know already. My friends know it. I'm good. Yeah, I think I've sunk too much money into this too. To yeah. like be like, oh, I'm gonna go learn. Yeah, you have new, you know, and all like the the subscription. Well, even just stuff. even if I, like, and this is my personal view. Just like, if I spent any money on buying books, like, yeah, just like why? Like yeah. why? Why I would have to do it again? It's just right. for me. It, for me, it's not worth it. Really. Yeah, I. You know, it's funny. Like we for Halloween, we did like a um like a Monster Hearts game, which is a a mechanic system, but we used. 5e right. D&D and I just incorporated certain things from Monster Hearts but I realized while playing that game that was dumb if I'm going to play Monster Hearts I just have to play Monster Hearts or if you're going to play Vampire the Masquerade you just have to play with Vampire like, yeah. Vampire uh, yeah. like rules and stuff 
And there are some things that have sort of caught my attention, but for the most part, I am sort of like a molded adapted to 5e because you already know it. You know, you can do Marvel 5e, you can do Star Wars 5e. Uh, With a little bit of homebrew, anything is possible. Right. The dragon they fought in the last episode was mechanically Tiamat, right? Like, you can take anything and make it anything. I'm playing, I'm starting a game where all the characters are two inches tall and they're playing in a tiny world, right? So the, the, Centipedes they fight are venomous snakes. Like, like you can just you can reskin anything and and it works. You just but to relearn a whole different. Uh, this one's for Owen uh, Frederick on Patreon. What's up? I don't remember what this is referring to. Oh, I feel like we'll it, see if I do. It might be like the twelve. I, I don't know. Um, but he said definitely the seven favorite anime characters that Owen built some characters around. He says he watches a lot of anime, but hmm. he can only pin down one. The guy who is tattooed with dragons. Yes, and. As Natsu from Fairy Tale? No, actually, but uh, right anime. Okay, good job, Frederick from um, where? Patreon. Oh, from Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Frederick from Lord Frederick from Patreon. What? Uh, what? What was well, what um, all twelve? Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, gonna, go through it. Gonna be sued. Um, <clears throat> we can mention we, them. It's not like we make money. The twelve games <laughs> of the monarchy were based on twelve characters from Fairy Tale, and I made. D&D versions of the 12 characters. Mm-hmm. The Emperor, whose name is uh, Spriggan, uh, em- who is actually the villain of the entire series, which is kind of plays into the whole thing, uh, had 12, they were called the 12 Shields of Spriggan, oh. which is where I ended up with 12 Hands of the Monarchy. Also mm-hmm. happened to be reading Game of Thrones uh, at, <laughs> at, at the time, uh, like rereading the first little bit. You In, the, in the, the show, the first person you meet is like, uh, this like secretary guy who's all about like ice and like protection and all this stuff. He became Aegisar. Um, Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, it, man! I thought you. I thought you were. Oh, I'm, I'm a little am, more creative. I am, I am not that creative. I, I ripped all of it off. Um, there's a uh, this one guy who's who's put all these these lacrima crystals uh, to have eight different um, dragon powers. He was Oboth. There's like a desert guy who has sand powers. He became Solus, but that was with light. But one of the, <laughs> well, Gara does have yeah. sand powers. You know what? I'm not going to do the rest of them. Uh, Frederick, Lord Frederick of Patreon, uh, you can Google the, or, I mean, you will watch Fairytale, obviously, because you <laughs> did this. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, see if you can match up which shield of Spriggan goes with each hand of the monarchy. His, his next question, this is to the players and then to Owen as like a part two, um, how many of you thought you would die in the final battle? Uh, I 100% thought I was going to die uh, and then just get like reincarnated because I had clones. So I wasn't too worried about it. You already had clones at this point. I, had, I already had clones. I've had clones I since I was closer to killing you all in the battle of the, uh, the, the, the Sundered Summit or whatever I called it. Yes, you yes. were much closer. Yes, that, was, that was a lot closer. Yeah. I had a hard time with battle, I will say. That's like a thing that I'm, I'm still like... Working through yeah. turn right. economy always ends in your. Th- it's why it's why I've been playing all the games I've playing uh, out of books lately because I feel like I'm learning a lot about combat about combat and how you're supposed to wear players down using like smaller encounters, smaller. which again is really hard in podcast form. Yeah, in sandbox mode, you can just take several sessions to do one day in a dungeon. Yeah, but it's boring in podcast form. I feel yeah. like to do that. Yeah. So yeah, it was much more about like. Here's your one big combat for the month, you know? And so you're always like fully rested yeah. and stuff. And so that was a hard thing. And, I, and I've been getting a handle on it, I think. Anybody else, though? 
Was there any moment that you genuinely thought your characters would die? Today? In the finale? No. no. No, not at all. The no, no, sun, not, not today. Just in Summit. general. The, oh, yes. Oh, Sundering Summit, I, I thought. I thought we yeah. were dying in the I, finale. For I sure. would. I feel like the so the first red dragon, the the like undead zombie red dragon that was guarding the that Earth I had Temple. Perfidula kept doing, going down, yeah. and I and I, I thought maybe I, I thought that and was that was him. Peppermint Lord Thamar. Yeah, yeah, right. So it wasn't Junta. We had yeah. two. Yeah, so we didn't really have our, our big healer. Nope. Um, but we it was it was two because it was you had a it was, it was like two an, drakes. It was it was two drakes. One of them. It was, no, it was no, no, there was there was, was the one. Young drake so and there one was. Dragon. Right, so so there was uh, one ancient red dragon, right, and then his quote unquote Drake was an adult red dragon right. that oh, had you. no wings. Yeah, right. The, I remember, yeah. I remember, I remember that him the telling Drake us was that afterwards. Uh, and it was yeah. the Drake. Like, he was trashing absolutely. me. It was bad. Fadula was taking on the Drake, and then uh, then no, I was playing Junta at that point. No, yes, you were. Yeah, I was you for that episode. Oh yeah, yeah, but that was that was a fun battle. Yeah, I yeah, Korath Korath felt like I I think Korath was pretty close to dying in that. Um, cause I think for the most part, it was you versus the Drake, me versus the dragon, yeah. them searching for gems. And then who did the polymorph? Craig did. Your boy. Oh yeah. my gosh. That was a saver. That so was amazing. Having like the gem to look for and stuff like that. Like I'm realizing more and more that Freaked when out you, you need to have like other things going on in a battle yeah. to you add stress. Things. Yeah. Um, and which again has been hard, which is why like in my head for today, like the ship, like going to sink or whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, and, and if I had really thought about it, I would have realized that all these sailors are going to get vaporized like instantly yeah. and it wouldn't have mattered. But it was this thing of like, I don't know if the ship is sinking and all these sailors are going to die. Like you have yeah. to like maybe save them or something like that, which really didn't end up being the case. But <laughs> yeah, just but like you, you have to dead. understand too, like throwing that adult red dragon in with the ancient red dragon yeah. is because, and forget about like magic items and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I've given you some like good magic items. But like Junta like never needed his like staff of the archmages like abilities and stuff right. like that you know with, that today, with just yeah. your race and class stuff i was throwing things at you at level 14 that were like by the book designed for level 20 parties and yeah. you always won only occasionally the few times we talked about really coming close to death just because of like dice rolls yeah. like today like four of you beat tiamat yeah yep and you know looking yeah, back I with really wish- only the help of one legendary item which is the horn. Yeah. yeah I mean, that was divine intervention there too. Divine yeah. intervention. That's true, that, that, helped, was, that didn't actually, like it helped you some. Like I, I, what I did with that was I took away the healing factor mm-hmm. and I took away her relationship to the other elements. She couldn't use other breath weapons and she stopped being immune to anything other than fire. Um, because it couldn't just, it could, she couldn't just rip it out. Those stones are more powerful than the gods. They're singularities of magic that even the gods are bound by. So she couldn't just defeat it. Right. Sure. She wasn't capable of it. But but like even with that weakening, like, I don't know, I barely hurt you. Like like I don't know. Like I got brimly down, me down to like pretty eight. far. Yeah. Um I wish I didn't take the potion in vulnerability because it would have made things more exciting. I mean, yeah, but because, there's also like a use it or lose it kind of thing of like, yeah, uh, yeah but I used it, had it. I so. used it last time in in fairy tale, in fairy tale storytelling. Mm. And it, like, I kind of was just like, Ooh, I get to use fairy tale storytelling as, as like a test run mm-hmm. for these things. Cause I know you, 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 you use it as a test run to kill our characters uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Windar yep. died yeah. in one of the fairy tale things. Yeah. And it is, it's like, it was a place that I felt, I always felt like I don't really have to hold back because if a fairy tale character dies, you know, I'm very okay with well, when, another one. When my and, characters die. Yeah. And 
<laughs> the Zegamore you guys fought mechanically was Ogremok, who's the prince of elemental earth. Right, yes, yeah, I remember. Princess that. of Elemental. I don't yeah. remember if she's if the guy <laughs> or a like guy, weak. No. And like that's a level twenty monster. And we were level... And you were like 15, 15 at the time, yeah. or 16 or something. Like, no, less than that, because you, you, we ended the show at like 16 or 17. So you guys were level like 13, 14. And it wasn't just Ogremok. It was Ogremok. And then when they would break apart, they had their own character sheets, and they fought. And you just... you That was actually a pretty close battle. That battle took a, a while. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was one but of the hardest fights. It was one that of the hardest fights. It was one of our hardest fights. Really but I did use it as a testing round, too, because it was a tournament, so nobody could die. Right. If one of you died, there were clerics who were going to bring you back. And so I was just like, I need to push you because I need to see, like, what can they handle? And you guys defeated a Prince of Elemental Evil at level 13 with, like, no help and all this extra stuff, like, against you. And it was, like, combat was something I really struggled with over the, the campaign. So I'm, Oh, when I tried bestow, uh, doing Bestow Curse on the Zegamord, it just didn't work, right? Yeah, because it's like a robot. Okay, because the first one was like, what? And I did it again. You're like, eh, it's a construct. I'm like, oh, shoot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I tried to... I tried to... Um, I tried to use Moonbeam or on, uh, yeah, Moonbeam on it to see if I could like. Oh, it's it's Separated a shapeshifter. It. I, I don't remember if that worked. Or not. It didn't. You said like it's not a shapeshifter. It's it's like it's like a construction of different of yeah. all different things. So and that that was a like a ruling that. And to go back to the, the question too, like as far as like once I became Junta, like and I went full life cleric, it just. Like, I don't know. I, I stopped being afraid of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like again, the the summit's peak. Well, was, so did I in a sense. I realized like I was like oh I got like. The worst case scenario is like Junta's gonna bring these people back to life. Like, so I was just like, ah, oh, screw it. Whatever. Ancient red dragon and adult red dragon. What's the worst that happens, you know? Yeah. Right. And like the sound was the scariest thing. And that's because I remember specifically just like people getting too far away for me to do stuff. Yeah. Like who, that was the biggest thing. Who went down on the peak? Uh I died. Bindard died. Everybody I think I except Korath. Really went down. Yeah, I think you went down. I, I went down. Wait, too. someone else died. No, it was me. I think was no, no, him. but I thought Brimley no, died. Two people died. Two I thought died. Brimley died. I know. Died? I know. Junta, Junta fainted. Oh yes, killing word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two two people died. Yeah, because one was a. I got bopped physically. Power kill one. Uh, one Junta brought back, mm. and the other yeah, was, was you used the the wish scroll that your father in law gave you yeah. to bring back the other person. Whoever. Are there any other ones? Um, that's all the questions from cool. from listeners. But my two are: uh, what was up with Greno and the hair? I'm. Yeah, whatever. And then the second one was in that tournament. That guy shot Dira, and what happened there? Oh, Ning. that was weird. Yeah. Um, so those those are my two questions. Well, he didn't shoot. He shot himself. Dira. Yeah. He ended up ending I his just, like, own. Couldn't remember life. Um. Okay. So the hair, in no small way, was really just me wanting to just screw with you and just put you <laughs> in a position. Where that had. you had to kind of choose between your two characters because right. I just thought that'd be a really like a cool thing to have to yeah like roll with. Well, I can tell you this now: the dwarf's name is Arthronane, A R T H R O N N E N, which is Elvish for the name Owen, or Owen and Arthronane mean the same thing. Right, and uh, he was raised by the mage. And so basically he was like trying to find in his own way like a successor and someone he could raise up to become sort of a watcher of the world. And that's, um, he founded that organization of watchers uh, for the record. And it was a way to make sure that like wizards didn't get too immortal for like having clones or 
could exploit the simulacrum loop with a wish spell to just make themselves all powerful. And it was like, he brought in friends to make sure that like there was somebody to sort of watch over magic. So the gods of magic didn't smite humanity as they do in many other D and D settings. Um, and then decided he didn't like the organization and wanted to rewrite magic by bringing the eight stones together and can then would basically own magic himself and could make the rules, whatever he wanted them to be. Um, before so, I hand it off to somebody else. Uh, what was the second question though? The second question was, uh, no, it was Dira and, and Greno. And you, oh, you but, that. Uh, no, well, I, I think we had already answered. Dira, Dira had storyline that never really came up because some combination of nobody ever really like pried into her backstory. Um, I did in private. But the uh, one of her blades, uh, one of her swords, was stolen from that guy's family, and so it was it was sort of this like ruse to get like like he was kind of sent as like the sacrificial lamb to not to sort of try to get like Dira like spotlight put on her of like you like robbed our clan of its like family treasure because it's a powerful object, which is a th- real thing she did. Right. Um, and so that was this thing, like part of her backstory that never really came up because I really thought someone was going to revive her after she died in the final fight. And that like, maybe like Windard want to like make something happen, but it was just like, nope. Okay. And you know, choice, you know, you're allowed to do whatever you want. It's, that's the point of the game, but it's sort of just sort of never came up, but that's why he fully intended to like beat her and then end himself to make her look weak and to just sort of like make everyone wonder, like, who is this guy? Why is he doing this? And kind of gain attention for their family. So that's cool. that's what that was um, in some I way. Hand it off to somebody else. This is just my own headcanon about like the end of the podcast, I guess. Um, because we mentioned Perfidulo a couple times. In my head, uh, Perfidulo had been kind of doing shady stuff. Because he, apparently he was not no. a nice guy. In case you guys didn't know. Yeah. What? what? I know, right? I couldn't tell. Uh, but he has been like working to Perfect kind of though. take over local governments and stuff, but like as like a shadow figure. Um, but in my he head, not, he was not smooth enough. No, <laughs> well, no, he, he actually had like a really high charisma. We just didn't really use it that often. He's a paladin. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but in Brimley's quest to go take over a Troon, one of the things in my head he's going to run into is like Perfidulo Lick Lich King version. And then uh-huh. you're gonna have to fight it out. But that's just like my own headcanon. Um that's my questions. So you guys, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I think I know, well, I mean, I, I think it's it's fairly obvious, but like the 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 head the head leader of the Brother of the Timeless, and um oh my gosh, why am I forgetting his name? Um Novoon. Novoon. The that thing that they said to Korath, like what's like when you find it, return home or whatever it was, something something along those lines. It was just about like it's like when you discover immortality, just like go back to where you came from to just not lose your sense of self, I'm assuming. Do you remember this, Owen? Okay, it wasn't that important. Great. <laughs> I don't I don't remember. Yeah. I don't don't remember the context of like what the conversation was about. Oh, actually, I have two questions. Um, in this fine, in these final encounters, if for some reason I was just like, oh, let's go to the Brotherhood and Timeless and see if they can give us support, would they have or would they yeah. not have? Okay, they would have. Uh, maybe that would have been a good idea. I probably, I probably would have let you if you had thought to sort of like try to enlist an NPC. Um, I probably would have let you have like one. Before yeah. maybe coming up with some kind of like reason why you like really have to go. Yeah. 
Um, um, and also, could we have enlisted Lorthamar's nation? <laughs> to fight the dragon? Yeah. I mean, we didn't know it was a dragon at the You time. didn't know it was a dragon? You, you wouldn't have had a reason to. I mean, we knew it was going to be a big really, evil magic thing. Yeah. I mean, probably. Eh. That's me. That's my questions. Was Dira being controlled by somebody on the God's Peak? I yes. feel like it's an obvious answer. Um, yes. Ooh, just as a... By HSR. That's fair. She was she was straight up brainwashed and completely innocent in all of her actions and uh, was a robot, a pawn in everything that he did. From the beginning or after her defeat at the tournament? So it was sort of this like long-term thing that he was sort of weaving into... Oh, he was like her? grooming her. Yeah, he was he was kind of like weaving the subtlety of like he was sort of the master over her. Right. Um, and basically was able to like at the end like flip a switch. And it's why I mentioned there being a, a rune on the back of her neck, um, symbolizing her being like under his spell effectively. Right. Um, Got it. Yeah, she was she did not know what she was doing. She didn't um she was just as confused by like she's she was called the monarch's fury. Yeah. She's the monarch's angel on earth. And like she was just as confused at the fact that like Aegisar had revived the eternal enemy of her god. Yeah. And but couldn't do anything, was trapped inside of her body. And you all killed her. She killed me first. That's true. And then everyone killed her. Yeah. And didn't have a choice, really. Um, yeah. Yeah. You other, always have a choice. But yeah, no, she was under a spell. Gotcha. At that part, at least. Gotcha. And other the other question, when we were at the tournament, this is post blue light, I believe. Because we saw a hooded figure with what looked like Novun's staff. And when we saw them, I was like, oh man, do I remember any Camasirian? Was that actually Novun? Uh, no, that was Arthurnane. Gotcha. Yeah, some like 600 years ago, uh, Arthurnane stole Novun's staff. Gotcha. Which is a, a like an artifact of Asetsis, the goddess of magic. She stole because he was effectively trying to make himself a god of magic. Right. Which he kind of already is. He's like almost a demigod. Gotcha. That's me. What was like the most, I don't want to say like recording day, like if there was a moment in the podcast, maybe aside from the end, that you were most excited about like this, this epic moment you had thought up, like this is, this, this moment's going to be awesome. It's a good question. The Toko reveal at the, at the top of the water temple. That was rough. Him coming back to kind of like enact consequences. I was pretty excited about that. I was excited for the end. And I, and I, and I mean, and that's like a whole different conversation. Like I have like regrets and stuff. And I think I convoluted it too much even for my own self. So people were like, what happened? <laughs> so I was like, oh, I screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. Um, but that one was pretty big. The elemental plane of water itself to just fun. be that SpongeBob a, references. That was so much After fun. we had made so many SpongeBob jokes, I was super excited <laughs> and how proud really, I was at that. That was a good time because we interacted with so much. Yeah. Like that that gave us like yeah. like the idea yeah. of using your white, your first Hero Forge minis as your like chalk versions of yourself. That to was be, like, a lot of fun. So be, hi me, hi me now. <laughs> like those ones. That was like, I was really excited to do that. Um... <laughs> I was excited for the tournament just because like, I got another Power Rangers and like all sorts of stuff. Like that was like, and, and I got to just put in all these NPCs that I had in my head. Falco was a jerk as Hawk, but still. I think that's it. Cool. I have a question for you. In the last session, 
All right. Which one? Pr- the one we just recorded. Like right today. Uh-huh. Okay. Prior, prior to you coming in contact with the dragon, where the evocation stone was inside, you were told that you had interacted with four other stones of magic. Right. What do you think they are? Okay, well, necromancy. Necromancy is a given. The blue one, the blue light. The blue light is conjuration. Part of a part of part of the right answer. So part of the right answer. I mean, the transmutation we already know. Transmutation is more complicated. Was that the gnarled staff that Novun had? Like the other half? No. Okay, because I thought that was like okay. Today I had the idea, but it's like the last episode. But when we started talking about the stones, I was like, Brimley's definitely going to go looking for the divination stone. Mm. Um, Good luck with that. Which is fine. That one's uh, probably the hardest one to find. That's not true. I don't know. I don't remember anything, so that I, I don't so know what the last one was. the purple stone, the stone of illusion, did not come up in the podcast. It actually came up in our one shot with Jordan. That time rift that you guys were trying to capture oh, with never, like, his character. That, right? No, we didn't publish it. That was, like, honestly, <laughs> that um, was one of the best sessions we had. That was so that much fun. Was, and uh, I wasn't there. And that, that, that kills me. Because so, like, it was so, just unhinged. So in that game, there was all this time, these time issues. I think that we need were to like, back up a second and like explain what we're talking about. Oh. Yeah. Um, okay. We played uh, like a one-shot session with this guy Jordan uh, because he just you know interacted with yeah, us a jo- lot and he was awesome and 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 we wanted to play a game with him basically. Oh, he was the, online. Yeah, he was and, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jordan's the reason why we were able to have so many snacks today. That's true. true. Oh yeah, yeah. thank, thank you so you, much, Jordan. Jordan. You're the yeah. man. So like there was all this time stuff going on and there was a lot of illusion magic and that purple thing that you like captured because it was this like time anomaly was the stone of illusion, which is really hard to capture. Because whenever it wants to, it can also it cannot exist because illusions aren't real. So it is real, but also isn't real. So it's like a very hard thing to capture. Um, that was like a hidden gem. Pardon the pun. Okay. Um, that was um, I was playing an artificer, I think. So what was the name? Illusion. Did we name ourselves after people who listen to the podcast? No, no, no. That was that was C-T. a different one. That was that was, was Shill Breve. No, you guys C-team. played your you guys played your yeah, regular right. characters. Yeah. No, no, no. The C team though, that's what Jeremy was thinking of. Oh Shilbrief. yeah, yeah. Um, so so it was illusion. Yeah, yeah. That was necromancy. Uh, green transmutation is actually more complicated than that. Emmett it, Turner, Emmett Elementus does not have the transmutation stone. Is he? The what trans- is the transmutation oh, stone? That's that's his, his parents were unable to conceive, but they were powerful transmutation um, wizards, and so in a very like Full Metal Alchemist sort of way they began to like play with magic to make it possible for her to conceive. And they kind of like, like the thing about transmutation is it's about making and unmaking. And so straight up house, they like made him. And at some point, like when he was in the earth plane looking for the stone, the earth plane where there's powerful transmutation magic, it sort of awoke this thing inside him, which is why he began to like break and like his mind began to fragment because he had Emmett's mind and also the transmutation stone, which is one of the few that really has like a mind for itself because it spends some of its time as living creatures and sentient beings and stuff. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He was the transmutation stone. <laughs> I'm what? sorry, but that, that like, it's like, it's like he doesn't have the stone. He is the stone to me. I just, I, it, I always just think of this scene from the stupid, uh, justice league movie where Batman's just like, what are these boxes, 
do they contain power? And then Wonder Woman goes, no, they are power. And I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> well, that's not this. That's I know, it's stupid. not the same. I, it's not the um, same. Wait, do you Just mean like the, the stuff? mother boxes? No, 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 no. I, I didn't want. Do you mean like the live action Justice League movie? Yeah. Oh, good thing I didn't watch it. It was a terrible movie. So that I was, didn't watch so it. So that was three. Oh, uh, the evocation stone was four. Uh, the white abjuration stone, which is not one you came in contact with, is in the city of Sigil at the center of the multiverse, and it is like the focal the focal point of like holding universes together. Wait. So it's at the center of the multiverse. Yeah. But each yes. universe has its own. Correct. Okay. Both both are true in this instance. Uh, it is like the one that is like the true singularity. Got it. Um, Got it. Oh, I'm going to keep that one a secret. Because I, now I know. Brim, now I know. Now I know Brimley wants it. Um, yeah, he's gonna do it. He's gonna is we're ever gonna play? This. Yeah, uh, guys, we're recording one more episode next yeah. week. Uh, which divination one? Stone. Which one am I missing? I am the divination. That's six. Stone. Oh, that's seven. And then the last one would be conjuration. Um, so I said that it's not. It is true, and it's not true that Lilithus can't leave his shop. Lilithus doesn't exist. Oh, Lilithus is the face that the shop presents to interact with people because the shop itself is the conjuration stone. Mm. The, that the, is the, so annoying. The conjuration stone is an extra dimensional pocket dimension that conjures light, anything. The blue light. You literally, you could have walked into Lilith Fisher's shop and said, do you have this? And the answer would have been yes, because there was unlimited untapped potential in the back room. The back room was non-existence. Anything can come from non-existence. That was why the, like the sun in the back room was the blue light because his shop is the conjuration stone. He looked like Lilifus. This is one of the things I was excited to share. He looked like Lilifus, which looked like that guy, the Archmage of Conjuration, because the Archmage of Conjuration tried to summon the conjuration stone and lost his arm in the process, which is why his arm was cloaked. His was the arm in the jar in Lilifus's shop. He made the joke that the guy was, was willing to pay an arm and a leg for it. And he, Lilifus took the face of Phil- Lilifus because he appreciated the guy's moxie. Interesting. Cool. All right. I like that's that. A- that's, a, that's a fun way to tie that. Which that came about because I like Lilifus and I wanted to put him in every town in like a nurse joy, officer yeah, Jenny yeah. sort of way. And so I was like, how do I make this guy like a god, but also not a god? And that's when the stones came into being. The, the Lilifus character who lost their arm Mm-hmm. Did we ever run to them? We did at the at the uh, at the at the, at the, like the meeting, meeting the mage majors. meeting. His name was Abbott Whitfickle, That's and we okay. were like, "Oh, you look just like this guy we know." And he was like, he was like "No, oh, I don't." <laughs> Who's a Lilithus? <laughs> oh. Which is also why the the Watchers didn't know who Lilithus was because he's not real. Because he's not real. Yeah, he doesn't really have a name. He doesn't really have a. Face. It would have been a weird thing to give one of the stones did, another one of the stones. Did Lilithus actually? There would have been like really disastrous consequences if you tried to bring. The Evocation Stone into his store. All right, because they would oh. have, they would have reacted like to the two same poles of a magnet, yeah. and cool. it would have been really bad. You probably would have decimated the city block. Cool. That's awesome. the record. Yes, yeah. Decimated and also teleported away because Evocation and Conjuration. De- decimate. Decimate. Oh, wow. De- really? Decimate <laughs> only destroy ten percent. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the city block. Yeah. So just like a couple hundred feet. Cool. Yeah. Someone's And um, I think, I think that's, that's like, like probably my biggest like. Like, ooh, I've been waiting, like, and holding <laughs> that in. Cool. And um, I think that's a, a good I think so too. spot to end. Well, um, 
been real. Hey, Steve. Thanks for doing all the editing. Oh my yeah. gosh, Thank dude. You, it was like a really big job. Thanks, and Steve. It's like Steve has been doing like a part-time job this these past years doing it. It's yeah. like to keep a podcast alive that like maybe like three quarters. We ebb and flow with our own enthusiasm about. So at one point we attempted to spread the work out, but it just didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad um, with deadlines. <laughs> yeah. No, it was we tried. It was an experience. I'm glad it's over, but I'm glad we did it. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. yeah. I hundred percent agree. But uh, we appreciate everybody that's listened to this. Uh, everybody's been a part of the Patreon. Everybody's ever downloaded an episode. Yeah, thank um, you if guys. you're listening to this, mm. levels of dedication I don't have. Um, so well, you know, I well, we all appreciate it and love yeah. you guys, and I hope you're you're doing good. Yeah, and then yeah. I mean, just a shout out, like it's like to all the guys at the table. Like, yeah, I've been doing this longer than any job I've had. That's like, crazy. Other than other than some really like bedrock relationships in my life like this this podcast has been you're gonna make me cry huge i'm crying oh no i'm about to cry i feel it oh no i was damn. thinking about that on the train like the most annoying part of it of of doing the podcast is like when i'm like oh i have to spend like two hours to get there and then two hours to get back right like I, yeah. I live further away than anyone else um yeah he lives in the enclave known oh. as brooklyn yeah but yeah, yeah like you up. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry we'll hang out <laughs> We'll hang out, guys. So, yeah. <laughs> no, this was a good time. Because uh, before all this started, I mean, we had started playing a D and D game a little before this. Yeah, I already but knew you guys was, really well, but I mean, yeah. this took it to the next level. Well, that's like the yeah. weird thing of it all is like I was thinking the other day about like how like how do we get to this point? Twenty fourteen, you know? Jeremy's graduation. And I know, and that's and that's my thing. It's the reign of like, Kindo. I yeah, right. Like I was wearing a rain yeah, I was or you were. You were. I was wearing a rain of Kindo shirt and Craig said, like, hey, I know that band, which is like I didn't, and didn't I only I introduce I Owen Right. I so, introduced you to the Reign of Kindo so, like freshman year of college. It's like weird that like I mean, by and large, three of you were my friends and you were and Craig was Jeremy's. But like, I don't know, just like the the weird just like, I don't know. I knew Steve wanted to play D&D because he had tried to play with me and I did not get it. No. He did not explain it well either. I didn't though. really understand it yet at yeah, that point. Yeah, but you don't when you I start. played Who like does? four games oh, yeah. with all new people every time and it was just a mess. We, yeah, me and Owen, we we were at our friend Jeremy, different Jeremy's not apartment me. in Buffalo and we helped him write a oh, yeah, like one a, shot for yeah. his, for the friends that he played D&D with and we were like, oh man, D&D, like, it's like, we got to play. And like, we just never did. And then you got me into the 3.5 game that you play with these guys, these guys and some of, some of your other friends, some of like our other friends. Um, and like Eric, the guy that used to do the last And he did do the, last Eric, time. like the first <laughs> time I ever played, I played, I, I, I stood in for, for Eric as playing as his character. Oh, wow. Dwayne, uh, the rock, I do remember early episodes of having everything edited and then Eric had to come over to my house and I would have like scripts written out. Horrible. And we would have to like record what we were doing. Oh. I appreciate it. He wasn't a part of the podcast. He had like no obligation to yeah. do that. But no, he it, was a, it was a great idea. And he was just such like a good person about it. It made it feel like very polished to have yeah. like, look, we have somebody who does our intro. That's not, right. not us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, honestly, but, I looked forward to those. It was like, yeah. will the adventurers be getting out alive? Tune in next time on This but, Is Gonna Hurt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, when, yeah, of, yeah, we actually had production I mean, value. like what you said, <laughs> yeah, like, like what you were saying before, like, I don't know, Jeremy, are you dating Nicole? 
yeah. when we started. You were dating Nicole. I yeah. was dating another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. So were you, Steve? So, so were you, Craig? So, so were you, I'm Alex? Uh, I wasn't dating nobody. I'm married. Jeremy's married. Steve was, and what's your name again? Alex. <laughs> <laughs> what's your Thank name? you. Thank are, you. Are getting married this year, Craig? <laughs> oh, I. You're here too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm not, I'm I love you. I'm, I'm not gonna, single anymore. It's great. Are you not? Yeah. Oh, look at you. Oh, yeah. he's got, okay. Triple, oh, triple wedding this year. Triple. Let's oh, go. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. I'm just kidding. I'm That's just, a much. That might overwhelm her too. If you're listening to this, Craig's current person, why? <laughs> you must really That's, want to impress him. Yo, honestly, when we first started talking, she listened to some of the episodes. I'm mm-hmm. like, why would you do that? Yeah. She's trying like, to win you wanted, over. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you were too good for this world. Marissa did that. Marissa, listen to the to. podcast. My wife still does that. Like wow. he's like call caught up. She I don't know. She loves it, man. I don't know. Wait, Sorry. Nicole listens. Yeah, yeah. She she yeah. she's all caught up. She's waiting for. Like, she's an run. ear doctor. Doesn't she yeah, know yeah. how what this is gonna do to her? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so funny too. This is gonna this hurt. This is how bad it is. Like she she'll she listens to all these stuff. And she's like she's like you messed up Jenta's voice. <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, I guess. Like, he's sorry. a fake. Like, I guess so. Person. And she goes, "You, re- you, sh- you could have done this. You could have done that." I'm like, "You're right. Thanks, Coach. I could have, <laughs> but I did it." My my friend Audrey at work, so like, funny. She, Did you want to? She play? listens to it also, and she has a blast whenever she listens to it. I'm like, I don't get it, but as long as you're having a good time, that's like the the funny thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like rewatch podcasts are becoming a thing where like. People from TV shows are watching their TV show and like yeah. years later and commenting on it. And it's so funny that like super fans will call in because they know everything about Scrubs or Friends or whatever. And the people who are the on office. it don't know anything right, about like, their show because they watched it when it aired and that was it. Because like when you make it, you can't like, yeah. you can't separate yourself from the experience of having made it. And so right. I, I feel that way a little bit. But cool. I, um, in my hope is that like, I don't know, I'm going to listen to like the whole thing in five years and just. Laugh and crying. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I have old tabs on my computer that my friends and I have written over the years. And it's the same kind of experience of like, we're same feeling of, wow, the memory associated with it and the product itself. It's like, this was a product of the time. Yeah. And it could have been stressful at some points, but in the end, you just, you always have a smile on your face. Like, I want to do it again. There's something really <laughs> cool of like a thing that just like stretched through our 20s also. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, like our like Yo. mid to late 20s, like we just did this thing and that'll always be true. Yeah. Straight up. In 2015, 2016, I was not going through a good time and this absolutely <laughs> helped me oh, so much. Me too. So thank you boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had a couple rough turns in there. Oh my gosh, I had some rough turns in my in my yeah. mid twenties, and yeah, yeah, and yeah, you guys were here. Thanks. Well, this is a beacon. This was. I'm this gonna I'm gonna take the last word. Cool. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> uh, for real though, seriously, if you've if you've listened this far, or for whatever reason you're tuning in, just because maybe it's the last one. Uh, we really do. We really like genuinely. I love y'all. Uh, I love the four of you also. Yeah, I love you guys. Um, love everybody. Mm-hmm. It's been fun, but now we have to say goodbye, which means that this is gonna hurt. Uh- <laughs> 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 <laughs>